On today's show, the rise in fourth down aggressiveness and an examination of Chargers head coach Brandon Staley. Before we get there, I will give you one reason why gambling should be legal everywhere. Sunday, we have the garbage matchup that was promised to Thursday but not given. The Jets are playing against the Falcons in London. The Jets are plus three. We will be taking the New York Jets. The only thing trashier than Thursday night football is London football, which we ship our worst teams overseas. They play a very strange game, usually at Wembley Stadium. It's broadcast early morning in the States. You wake up here. and In my time zone, I wake up at 7.30 and watch just horrific football. It's a great American tradition. Okay. Now, another American tradition is when you're gambling on this game, you go, mm, two garbage teams playing. Well, you always grab the points. Remember earlier in the season when the Jaguars played the Bengals on a Thursday night? That was my philosophy. It applies also to this game. It's the easiest rule of football gambling. You don't overthink it. You look at the Jets, you look at the Falcons, you go, those are not good teams. Wait, Matt Ryan and Arthur Smith and, and this Falcon squad that can't do anything, they're laying points? Okay, that doesn't make sense. We go to the opposite side and just grab the plus three. There's no separation between either of these two teams. And added boost, we had an inspirational Zach Wilson performance last Sunday. The Jets get their first win. Incredible overtime victory. He's making big throws. Jets plus three in London is the play. And we have our reason why gambling should be legal everywhere. Because when you ship your garbage overseas, it only makes sense to pay for its return. And now, Sports with Chris Roll. One of my favorite things that has existed ever since I've been watching football is the immense sadness that announcers have when a coach chooses to go for it on fourth down. I think it's written into their contracts or something because announcers across the board, collegiately, at the NFL level, it doesn't matter. When a coach decides to go for it on fourth down, you would think one of their family members died. Oh, no. Well, if they're in field goal range, the announcers are moaning, you got to take the points. That's three points. They always assume you'll make every field goal. Another strange aspect of announcing if you're not in field goal range, they're going, but you could pin them with a punt. You could punt it down inside the 20. And announcers love field position in addition to the taking the points mentality. Again, I think this is all written into announcing contracts. Because across the board, you watch a traditional broadcast and you'll get this thing. Oh, what? Fourth and two? What do you? You got to take the points. You got to punt. You got to play field position. It's a great tradition about football. Okay. Now... I mentioned a rule of thumb when it comes to gambling on the other side of the intro. Just if there are two bad teams playing, you just take the points. You don't think about it. There's another rule when it comes to playing football and coaching football. It's if the opposing team wants you to do something, you probably should do the opposite. This exists in a lot of ways. Uh, when it comes to the subject of today's show, fourth down aggressiveness, it exists very clearly. Because when I am cheering for the Packers and the opposition chooses to kick a field goal on a fourth and one or punt on a fourth and inches, I always go, oh, that's exactly what I wanted. I love when you take the points. The thing that I don't want is for you to try and maximize your ability to score points. Just a nice, simple, logical rule, right? Does the opposition want me to do that? 
oh, well, why am I playing into their hands then? Okay. So part of what I love about present day NFL is the willingness of some coaches to really be aggressive on fourth down. I mentioned this in past shows, and I've talked about some of the coaches right up there at the high level. John Harbaugh is one of my personal favorites who has leaned into kind of the analytical movement of actually there's a lot of opportunities on fourth downs that you probably should go for it on that coaches traditionally punt because coaches like being conservative, much like announcers. Uh, I've talked about Andy Reid in the past, the famous ceiling of last year's playoff game against the Browns on a fourth down and short call with them leading and Andy Reid saying, no, 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 this is in our best interest to go for it. We trust our offense more than anything, even with a backup quarterback. Analytics say go for it. We have the identity of we are going to be aggressive and we are going to play offense. And if we can win in that way, we will always try to win in that way. You know, to really high level coaches who have won, who are winning, and more importantly, who have really crafted identities around this concept, being aggressive, going for it on fourth down. That's a big part of coaching. Again, stuff I've talked about in the past, crafting an identity of a team. When you say we are always willing to go for it on fourth down, something the opposition probably doesn't want, especially when Lamar Jackson is the person there or Patrick Mahomes is the person there. Well, we're not only uh, abiding by the logical rule that I stated earlier, but we're crafting an identity that our team knows. I have confidence in you. I trust in you. Offense, I trust in you to get this. If you don't, defense, I trust in you to make a stop. If we turn the ball over at midfield, that's just how this stuff works. Uh, That culminates in week two when the Ravens play the Chiefs, these two coaches going head to head, and that game is in part decided by John Harbaugh going for it with the game on the line in his own territory on a fourth and one. Up by one point, Lamar Jackson gets it. That's the game. That's the set. That's the match. Now, that was in week two. And I want to read a paragraph from Kevin Seifert of ESPN. And it goes into what was happening through week two. So obviously, two more weeks have happened since then. But it's a stat that will illustrate what I want to talk about moving forward in this show. There were 88 offensive plays on fourth down through the first 32 games, more than any in league history. 48 of them were passing plays, 32 were rushes, and 8 were sacks. The distribution among teams is not yet equal. 10 teams have one or zero such plays, but the idea has nestled itself securely in mainstream thought. Through two weeks, teams have gone for it on fourth down 20.8% of the time, a high since at least 2000, and offenses are converting 55.1% of those attempts. End quote. So you start to see something that I have been aware of, and now it's reflected within the stats through the first two weeks. And I'm sure if we had updated stats through four weeks, we would be seeing the same thing. A willingness from not just John Harbaugh or Andy Reid, a willingness from more coaches to say, hmm, maybe when we're trying to maximize our edges, going for it on fourth down is in our best interests more times than people think. So... I bring this up because there's one play specifically that really piqued my interest when it comes to this subject and when it comes to coaches that I might not know a lot about uh, and whether or not they are going to choose, hey, when it's fourth down, maybe we want to go for it continually because we think that aggressive mindset is good and it maximizes our chances of winning and it crafts an identity around that concept. Uh, And I want to talk about 
Monday night's game between the Raiders and the Chargers. And specifically, I want to talk about Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. So this game is playing out, and I don't think it's going to be... Actually, I think it's going to be a great game. And then the Chargers race out to a 21-0 lead at the half. Justin Herbert, one of my new favorite players in the NFL, winging the ball over the yard. He's got three touchdowns on 175 yards at the half. It looks like it's going to be a beatdown. Now, the Raiders, who couldn't get a first down in the first half to save their life, they start making a game in the second half. Derek Carr is going deep. He's hitting Henry Ruggs. They're stretching the field. He's finally targeting Darren Wallu, scoring a touchdown. It's 21-14 in the fourth. Uh, this is usually the portion of the game where teams abide by the hang-on-for-dear-life strategy. Announcers love it. Your traditional conservative coaching style loves it. Just, hey, we got a lead. We got to do everything in our power to protect our lead. And that means run, 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 punt, play defense, and hope that we can hang on for dear life. So the Chargers are leading by seven. They have the ball. There's nine minutes and 24 seconds left. They are faced with a fourth and two at the 50-yard line. Midfield, right on the dot. You look at that situation, and even me, a guy who is always going, I wish, I just wish coaches were more aggressive across the board, especially coaches who have really good quarterbacks and good offenses. Even for me, I'm going, ah, they're just going to punt. This is, you know, this is just how it is. For an announcer, it's a no-brainer punt situation. You wouldn't even think about it. That's just a, that's a pornographic thought. Get it right out of your mind. Not in, doesn't even merit discussion. You just punt it and you hang on for dear life, right? And the next thing I know, the Chargers offense is staying on the field. I'm going, ah, well, they probably are trying to draw them off sides. This is just not a spot that teams really go for it. They're up seven midfield granted it's fourth and short and yeah i like the idea of going for it but it's pretty aggressive in a way that coaches usually aren't chargers line up don't really wait around snap the ball easy completion in the flat to tight end jared cook 13 yards bam first down six plays later austin eckler is running into the end zone for the game ceiling touchdown chargers win 28 14 so Staley, after the game, they're asking about it. What's this all about? He says, you know, I just felt like in that game, fourth and two, that's an advantage situation for us. For us. That's directly from Brandon Staley. An advantage situation for us. Which I saw and I go, whew, okay, I'm pretty into that as well. Because fourth and two, I don't disagree with you. It is an advantage situation. And I like the idea of a coach saying, we got Justin Herbert. He's awesome. We have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and even Jalen Guyton, a great third wideout, and Jared Cook at tight end, and Austin Eckler, a great combination receiving rushing tailback. We probably could get a lot of fourth and twos if we go for them. Doesn't matter that we're up seven. We're at midfield. Let's go. So I see that, and I go, okay, I'm really... I'm very intrigued by that. Just how casual all of it was. Chargers seemed like they weren't really hesitating. They just said, yeah, okay, it's fourth and two. What's the play? Let's go. Staley confirms that after the game. He goes, our, our analytics, analytics team, they were already in front of that. They're going, yeah, this is a situation where we go for it. So that 
information is funneled through the coaching staff so they know, all right, we got a play that we really like in the flat. Go do it. Easy completion. There we go. So I want to read something from Daniel Popper of The Athletic that furthers this discussion. NFL games are won at the margins. Head coaches only get so many of these paramount decisions in a game. It is easy to play it conservative. It is much harder to be aggressive. Staley has proven he will not shy away from playing to win. And that mentality is trickling down to all facets of his team. End quote. So that first line, you know it's catnip for me. Monday on the margins, man. It's the one thing I talk about without fail, no matter what the sporting event is. I just can't get over how these games are decided. It's always on the margins. NFL, it is no different. Now, tying into this is fourth down aggressiveness. It is coaching. It is identity, mentality of a team, how all these things tie together. You know, identity of a football team is a big thing. I mentioned it earlier, but a coach who is wearing that on his sleeve, like John Harbaugh and Andy Reid have have made bones doing. We are going to be aggressive and our team knows it and they know that there is trust both ways. That's a big thing that I really like a coaching staff to instill within their team. So Brandon Staley, it's his first season. He's kind of an unknown commodity. He only was defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams last year for one season. Had one of the best defenses in football, According to some metrics, the best defense in football. Just this hot shot rising through the ranks. The next season, this year, he is the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. So I watched that on Monday night. And I'm intrigued just in that individual moment. But I'm also even more intrigued because I'm remembering to a week prior. And I'm going, man, this Brandon Staley guy, he's making no qualms about, I'm here to maximize every possible edge for my team. And part of that belief is we're going to be uber aggressive on fourth downs. Before the Raiders game, prior Sunday, they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in Arrowhead Stadium, divisional rival, the big bad boys of the division of the conference, the team that you know you're going to have to get through sooner or later in the AFC. And we're four games in. So I want to preface this by saying, I don't know how good of a coach Brandon Staley is all around. You know, that will take time for us to understand. Through four games, he's passing it with fine colors. Three and one, the one loss was the Cowboys. They easily could have won that game. The thing that I want to really single out and give him props for is, so far, completely unafraid of being aggressive. In situations that, you know, Daniel Popper's talking about, coaches, it's just really, it's hard to be aggressive in those. Coaches tend to just play conservative because that's the easy way out. Nobody's really going to question it for the most part. If you punt on fourth and two from midfield up by seven in the fourth like he did against the Raiders, nobody will even talk about that probably except for a little nerd like me. And even then, everyone will just go, all right, we get it. You want them to be more aggressive, but that's probably not a situation to do it. Brandon Staley, he's going, eh, we're leaning into it. So back to the Chiefs game. You're going up against the most terrifying explosive offense in football. You blink, and the Chiefs have scored two touchdowns. Tyree Kill's blasting away, and Miko Hardman can hit you, and Demarcus Robinson, all these just 4-2-40 guys on the outside, much less Travis Kelsey down the middle. So Chargers jump out to lead. Kansas City comes back. It's the fourth quarter. It's the start of it. Chargers have a fourth and four on the Chiefs' 30. 
right at the start of that fourth quarter. Traditional kicking situation. However, it's a windy day in Kansas City. Chargers have a kicker, Tristan Vizcaino, that I'm not sure how many people trust, including their coaching staff. Earlier in the game, he's already missed an extra point. And they just go, no, we're going for it. Fourth and four, Chiefs 30. It's a 47-yarder in the wind with a kicker we don't necessarily trust. Doesn't matter. We're just going to go for it. One of those situations that I love, love, love when coaches go for it. Because despite what announcers will have you think, 47-yarder is never a gimme in ideal conditions, much less in winning conditions. And I just think going for it on fourth and four maximizes your edge over the course of time. It's the analytics side of thing, right? So they go for it, convert, score a touchdown later on that drive. Okay, sweet. Cool moment. I'm watching going, oh, Brandon Staley, okay, he's like-minded individuals, you know. We go to the end of the game. Patrick Mahomes has now, in a tie game, thrown a terrible interception, gives the ball back to uh, the Chargers with less than two minutes to go. They drive down the field. They're faced with another decision. Also, at the Kansas City Chiefs 30-yard line. Now we're under a minute to go in a tie game. Again, remember, windy day, untrustworthy kicker. However, if you're going back to the idea that it's easy to play conservative, nobody, nobody, nobody would say, okay, you're at the Chiefs 30-yard line. You're faced with another fourth and four. Exact same situation. There's less than a minute to go. You were aggressive earlier, but now the game's really on the line. <sighs> you, you maybe you just kick it. You send the kicker out there. Nobody will ever fault you for doing that. If anything, it's a pretty easy way out because if the kicker misses, you can just go, well, he just needed to make the kick. And then we could have played defense and stopped Patrick Mahomes and all that kind of stuff, right? Instead, Staley goes, nope, we are going to go for it. That is our identity. Sends the offense out. Oh, wait, false start. Backed up. Now it's fourth and nine. So now you're really going, well, statistically speaking, it's probably not great chances for you to get a fourth and nine. You could kick a 52-yarder now. Uh, That's, uh, who knows? To Brandon Staley's credit, doesn't hesitate. Just goes, no, we're going for it. Jalen Guyton draws a pass interference down the right sideline. First down, Chargers. Chargers, in an insane series of events, Staley, instead of just going, all right, now we can bleed the clock out and decide this on a final play, he gets almost what I would consider to be too aggressive. He just says, we're going to wing it. We're going to keep chucking it. We're not going to waste time down, despite the fact that we could run it down to one second and kick a field goal. Justin Herbert down the left sideline now. Great throw in the wind to Mike Williams, 16 yards. One play later, throws a touchdown to Mike Williams that leaves 32 seconds on the clock. I'm watching it going, I don't know whether I should be in awe that they were just so brazen about, nah, we're just going to keep going. Or that I should go, it's probably not that smart to leave 32 seconds on the clock to Patrick Mahomes. I feel like you could have found a little bit better balance between these two things. But the overwhelming feeling was kind of just awe of like, I don't know, is this the identity that he wants to craft? Because if so, that's pretty cool. And it's so aggressive that even I, the person who loves when coaches are aggressive, felt a little bit uncomfortable. So maybe backing up his point, Tristan Vizcaino comes in and misses the extra point. So the Chargers are up by six. Chiefs get the ball. They run some plays. They do have a Hail Mary, which 
that's what you fear with leaving time on the clock to Patrick Mahomes. Luckily, incomplete, game over, Chargers win. So these last two weeks have really combined uh, to give me uh, hope and stimulation. It's probably the best way of describing it. Because Staley, young dude, 38 years old. Again, we don't know a lot about him. He's risen up through the ranks fast. Last year is the first time that really anybody was hearing a lot about him because it was the first time he was even a coordinator. Before that, he'd been linebackers coach, stuff like that, positional groups. So he's young. It's his first year as a head coach, and he seems really, really, really willing to embrace the ongoing shift towards the thing that I like, more aggressive mindset on fourth. There are some young coaches in the league that are doing the same thing. Matt LaFleur on my Packers, good example. Not this aggressive, but still very aggressive. Some who are not. Sean McVay, shockingly, with the Rams. People think that because he's young and he's got the great hair, he's going to be aggressive on fourth. Actually, the exact opposite. Very conservative when it comes to in-game decisions. But going back to Staley and watching him the last two weeks against the Chiefs and against the Raiders, I go, hmm, I like the idea that other coaches will see this and go, maybe we'll be a little bit more willing to embrace this side of the game. This idea that when you're trying to maximize edges, fourth down aggressiveness could play a role within that. Makes for more compelling football on the fan end than that I like. And over the course of time, I believe that it gives you a better chance at winning. Again, think of those margins. And so for the Packers, when Matt LaFleur is doing it, sometimes it doesn't work. Didn't work on a fourth down and short that they could have kicked a field goal on against the Steelers last week. They Same thing the week prior against the Niners. Got stopped on both. Announcers bemoaned both. Oh, but you can have a field goal. It's three points on the board. I'm going, okay, that's fine. But over the course of time, you're trusting that if you're getting it 55% of the time, which through two weeks, that's what these decisions are resulting in. Well, if those are resulting in touchdowns, you're coming out ahead. Again, also taking into account that no field goal is ever a gimme. So I'll circle this around to another decision on Sunday that I've already talked about this week. But I think it's interesting to talk about in the context of today's conversation about Brandon Staley and fourth down aggressiveness and how I think there's an edge that is built into that mindset, being aggressive on fourth down. Uh, I'm talking about the Sunday night game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New England Patriots, and specifically Bill Belichick's decision at the end of the game. Now, I'll preface all this by saying Bill Belichick is the best coach who ever lived. There are no other candidates in my mind. He is the one, okay? However, it's not to say that there are decisions that are made that me, armchair quarterback, the guy who just likes to talk about this stuff, but who knows nowhere near the amount of football that Belichick does, I just like to philosophize on and go, I wonder if that was the correct decision in the context of maximizing your edge to win the game. Uh, you know, Patriots are down two. There's little less than a minute to go. Fourth and three. They can either kick 56-yard field goal in the rain with Nick Folk on a bum leg, or they can go for it. Tampa Bay has two timeouts. If they go for it and get it, that means they can waste the clock down, make Tampa burn those timeouts, and they'll kick a field goal that will decide the game one way or the other on the dot. Instead, Belichick chooses to kick the field goal which ends up hitting the goalpost, missing. That's a whole other issue. The issue that I want to talk about is just the idea behind kicking a 56-yard field goal in the rain 
or going for it on that fourth and three. A little bit more conservative against a little bit more aggressive. Again, easier to be conservative than aggressive. So in this instance, we know Belichick's decision. Now, I come across a tweet thread from Next Generation Stats right after the game, and I want to read a portion of that that kind of explains the analytics mindset behind why, statistically speaking, they believe that, yeah, you, you should go for it in a lot of these situations that maybe traditionally coaches don't necessarily go for it, or like Belichick did not on Sunday. So here it is. Taking into account the weather, the Patriots had a 45% chance of making a field goal and a 52% chance of converting. If the Patriots made the field goal, their win probability jumps to 53%. If they convert, 65%. Factoring in the fact that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense would get the ball back with just under one minute left with two timeouts, trailing only by two points, going forward on fourth and three was the optimal decision according to our fourth down model. End quote. So, that paints it always as a cut and dry thing, which I never necessarily think it is. But when you're looking at the analytics side and you're saying, we're trying to maximize these edges in a way that Brandon Staley has done to his great success over the last two weeks, that won't always be the case, but you're trusting in the process. It's interesting to examine everything that goes into this decision. It's never as simple as, do you take the points? Are you aggressive and you go for it? You also have to factor in the next layer, which is, the Buccaneers still have two timeouts. If you're thinking about that rule that I mentioned at the start and you go and put true serum into Bruce Arians and say, would you rather I kick this 56-yard field goal and even if I make it, you're getting the ball back with two timeouts and a minute left and Tom Brady under center. Or I could just kick it at the end of the game if I get the fourth down. What do you think Bruce Arians would choose. I'm pretty certain he would say, I would rather you kick the field goal right now and not go for the fourth and three. Pretty certain that he would say that. I would say that if I were on the opposing side. If the Packers are in that situation, if I had gambled on that situation on behalf of Tampa, just on a money line or on a teaser, I would say, I would rather you just kick it right now. Because then they can do the same thing that they did week one against the Cowboys. When the Cowboys kicked a field goal and left a minute and a half on the clock for Brady, and they just zipped right down the field and suck up kicked a field goal with no time on the clock. Now, another layer of this is that coaching identity part that I talked about earlier, just what you want to instill within your team. Part of why I'm loving what Brandon Staley is doing. This is who we are. We go for it. We are an aggressive team that puts the ball in our best player's hand, Justin Herbert, and says, Help us decide it. We're going to give you as many chances as possible to decide the game. Even if we're up by seven, decide it even further. We don't want to sit on our hands and say, hopefully our defense makes some plays. If Justin Herbert can have the ball and have a chance to make a fourth and two, we like our odds there. It's a good situation for us. Has Staley put it after the game? So going back to the Belichick thing, part of the reason why I was turned off by the decision beyond just the stuff that's mentioned by Next Generation Stats is I don't like when the identity of your team is kind of wishy-washy when it comes to these fourth down calls. And again, this is the best coach of all time. So I'm not bashing on him as a coach. I'm just saying, I think maybe there's this sliver of a statistical chance that your team gets by going for it rather than kicking a field goal, maybe. It's the same guy who in 2009, as I went over on this show, he rolled the dice in his own territory against the Indianapolis Colts who were undefeated at the time, the best offense in football, 
And he went for it on a fourth and two with his own 28 up in the game. He was leading in the game. Situation much like Staley on Sunday. They did not get it. Colts end up scoring a touchdown to win with 13 seconds to go. It spawned an entire week's worth of talking head hysteria. Oh my goodness, you can't do this. You got, well, you never go for it in that situation. But in present day, as I'm looking across the league and I like just measuring, okay, who do I think has maybe a tiny edge in this area against this team or this coach against this coach? I look at it and I say, yeah, Belichick knows more about football than I'll ever know. No one will ever doubt that. But at the same time, the idea of maximizing edges team against team. I watched this rise in fourth down aggressiveness across the league. Brandon Staley, a lot of other coaches, Andy Reid, John Harbaugh, go down the list, Matt LaFleur. And I go, hmm, it's interesting because that Belichick decision, that puts you on the other side. Not to say that he's that every single time, but... It's interesting when you're looking at it and saying, how do you maximize an edge on in-game decisions? I think it's leaning more into that aggressiveness on fourth down. And if you're pairing up coaches across the spectrum, you're saying, well, Staley's shown so far, I think that gives his team an edge. Process is sound. Result was definitely sound. Again, sometimes that process will not be sound, but over the course of time, you trust that Coaches that make those decisions like Belichick did on Sunday, they might be a little susceptible to, yeah, we got an edge on them. Because going back to the words of Daniel Popper, NFL games are won at the margins. Head coaches only get so many of these paramount decisions in a game. It is easy to play it conservative. It is much harder to be aggressive. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel at CEO.com. Yeah.